is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Uh, uh, uh. Check it, you are now tuned in to Fish at the Water, where comedians learn from forerunners and give honor. Tweety and Jeremiah mix it up like honor palmers, making sure everybody leaves educated like scholars. This is Fish at the Water. This is Fish at the Water. Hey, everybody, welcome to Fish Out of Water, a comedy writing podcast. Um, today we have a. Uh... What's your name? Oh, I'm Ryan. Jeez. I know. I skipped the fucking... Amateur. This is how it usually goes? This is how it I'm goes. We start off really great. Um, I'm Jeremiah. Yeah. And, and our person here today... <laughs> our guest here today... Yes. ...is an author of Scrote One, The Farts Awaken. He has written The Longest Haiku. He is a writer on the monthly show, The Chris Pratt Show. This is Chris, all wrong. Everything Chris, about this the is Chris, Everything is wrong. Like, the the hopefully Chris Pratt and Shane Hartline show. The hopefully Chris Pratt. You have a paper in front of you. And you're reading something. <laughs> I wrote I it down what, wrong. Yeah, uh, the, he's also the author of The Kresnik Files. He's an improviser, a writer, uh, a stand up. Stand up and off. He's a comedy guru. A visionary. Yep, he wanted us to say about? that. <laughs> Joe Cabello. Cabello. What's up, man? Uh, nothing much. Thank you for uh, coming on to this little yeah. podcast we have here. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, it'll give you an opportunity at the it. end to plug your books, uh, which I'll we were talking about. Yeah. I don't think I'm not going to do it <laughs> in the middle. Or right now, you go on Amazon.com. So, uh, Star Wars parody, I think, even brings up all of them. There you go. Scrote one. Well, we're farts awakens. Yeah, I thought I got that one right. The farts awakens. You said the farts awaken. Yeah. Oh, there's two s's. It's a double plural. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which yeah. was a big debate. Do I make it like because it's the force? Do I make it the fart, or is it the farts? The farts to me made a lot more sense. That yeah. The farts. Yeah. Right. I mean, I could have gone it's, with either or. Yeah, either or. I wouldn't have. I would have still got it wrong. Yeah. Well, so. we're gonna. Publish, you know, volume two, which just changes the farts from being the fart. The fart, and uh, we charge twice as much. You know? <laughs> how'd you get into this? How'd you get into this comedy game, man? Uh, I, so I never really thought I would do anything in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. at all. Even though I would make little videos with my sister, uh, write things, uh, but I never. Th- like I didn't know that was really a job. Mm. I mean, you know it is, but you don't think. Right. And I had no one in my. <clears throat> Ugh. Ugh. That Something was in my gross throat. Sound, yeah. <laughs> Can you edit that out? <laughs> Can you either edit that out or edit it multiple times? I'm gonna uh, echo it. I'm yeah. gonna make it echo. Tweety will bump up the volume at that one part <laughs> yeah. and then just let it seep out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I swallowed that back. <laughs> uh, so I. <laughs> Uh, I had nobody – I've never met anybody in my life who worked in that industry versus I think there's some people in LA who are like, oh, yeah, right. my uncle was a – so I didn't even think there's about There's some family it. ties or something. Yeah, right. something to be like, oh, I see somebody who does that and what it might be like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I was always you know, a funny guy, but I went to school first for college in business – as my degree. Where'd you go to school? Mm. San Jose State University. Oh, so you're from California. Yeah. Originally. Okay, cool. Okay. You look like a business guy now now that you mention it. Yeah. And I've I've done some decent business things. Like I was helping run a internet marketing company for like three years. Like 
It's like, it's something I probably could do, but I also hated it and got such severe anxiety from it. Right. Wow. Um, but I went to business school, and then I was like, this is really bad. And it wasn't business school, just a business major. It just did not seem like a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I switched to art, uh, and that was fun because I always liked drawing and, and doing comics. Uh, so then I go into a woman's studies class as an elective, and they make us do a final project that could be anything. Mm-hmm. So I do a video and I write this brilliant, <laughs> brilliant video about a boyfriend who finds out his girlfriend's transgender. Okay. And they're like serious. They haven't had sex yet. They're starting to. Right. So he goes to his two lesbian moms okay. and asks them for advice because he's a... uncomfortable by it, which I don't understand. What, like if he has two lesbian moms, you'd think he'd be a little more. Right. He'd right. be open. And do it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But this was different times. Yeah. yeah, know, yeah. This was what? What? 90? 40 years ago. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1950. <laughs> yeah. What was it? 2010? 2008? Uh, like 2007, 2008. Okay. Um, so I wrote that and was just like. Oh my God, this story is like just came out of me. I should be writing movies and I changed my major hmm. immediately. It's awful. Right. It's online and you could watch it and it's yeah. very bad. Plug, plug that. We want to see yeah. that. I, I think it's called Better Part of Me. Okay. And you it's can, on YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. But Better Part of Me, Joke of Yeah, well, that will be in the show notes. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna check the number I'll of views right now. Yeah, and see and if it goes And then after this, <laughs> we're going to check. Uh, so go out there and plug that. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's not a comedy. No, not no. really. It's not okay. really a comedy. It's more of a drama. And I tried my You didn't my be best. really brave to write that as a comedy for a woman's <laughs> yeah. studies final. Yeah. Right. But that led you into wanting to write or be a yeah, writer. Yeah, just write. And I don't think I really, like, considered myself a comedy writer or whatever, you know, that might be. I was just, like, screenwriting is what I really got into, which sometimes I'd write comedies. Sometimes I would write dramas and action movies. I was just finding my footing. Um and then I got into improv, and then that was when I was like, oh, I'm really, like, digging this comedy stuff. Right. Yeah. Whatever that is. Comedy. Do uh... you think that being a business major helped you in comedy? No, not at all. I was, I was that for, like, half a year, maybe a year. Yeah? Uh, and you don't do much when you're in college at the start. Like, the first year, as far as your major, you take, like, right. intro to business. Bullshit classes, right? Yeah, and, and it's just, like, the other classes are basic stuff so i didn't but it just like in that business class i'm thinking like why did i do this mm-hmm. like i remember it was just thinking like that's what you do and i had no creative aspirations or, that i thought like oh i would i could be this i could be an artist or this or that i just thought that was something i would do that's right. funny that's like i i had that same feeling but didn't act upon it until i graduated like much much later it took me two degrees to figure out that that's not what i wanted to do no. you're lucky a lot you of found money it. Really wasted yeah i mean it wasn't you know and i guess in the in the short term it's okay because it allowed me to come out here and use that degree to find a job you know so i could do both things and make lots of money i hear yeah. you're very wealthy yeah. <laughs> oh yeah so I'm, wealthy. I'm swimming in money mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah in my sweet apartment uh, if uh, i if i had enough you have money... a sweet apartment and you drive a lexus okay we're for sick. a comedian you are a baller yeah you're doing yeah good. yeah that's uh, what i think is wealthy right <laughs> yeah okay okay i'm i'm full of wealth says the guy who were in his house <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't make anything yeah, to he afford this make place. Anything. we yeah. all know that yeah right right, right. um but yeah, teach you something. But that's um, so. So improv then led you to writing more, right? Yeah, I just that's when I got into like writing more sketches, and you know, you just like dip your toe in every water. I feel. Yeah. 
and I met I met Joe through Shane, who's my good buddy and writing partner, uh, and the hopefully Chris Pratt and Shane Hardline show. So how did that how did that show come about? Because I know that's a fairly popular show in the IO community, and I've done Dude, it. It's, oh, it's popular, the best show. It's the yeah. popular show in I, I think the LA comedy community. Like it's for sure. It's the best show actually ever created. It was mm-hmm. a lot of people don't say. It's mm-hmm. the best like it show. Gets... We've got the best actors. We have the biggest crowds. Yeah, uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, the craziest oh, shit hyper. happens in that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of came out randomly. Cause I don't even really remember how I met or knew of Shane other than we did this sketch program. And then I had already known him. At I.O.? But, yeah, at I.O. Okay. Um, I'd already known him, but then we did it, and I knew he was a hustler for – whatever reason then he hit me up he's like hey i want to talk to you about being the head uh, writer of the show mm-hmm. and then we met up he pitched kind of a loose idea and i was like oh i think i have a good idea for this and that was the beginning of it yeah and then we've just kind of found out what the show was by making it it started out i think just as kind of being a variety show sort of yeah and then it got into weird stories mm-hmm. it's been almost fully scripted as a play sort of thing mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's just it takes its hits. own form each show yeah kind of and i've been i've done every one of them except for one i wasn't here for it so i missed out but the you, you guys have had over a year of shows like i think what yeah 14, 14. we're yeah. on 14 oh wow on 14 shows and uh, they range from, I mean, the whole premise is we, you guys are trying to get Chris Pratt to come to the theater, and until he does, the show will continue. So it might continue on for a while. It might. Sometimes yeah. I think we wrestle with like really loving it and creatively what we could do with it, but then it's also it gets really hard. Mm-hmm. Like we've had Shane jump off a second story thing, mm-hmm. get choke slammed mm-hmm. through a table, all these weird stuff, and it's like guy got a tattoo. Yeah, right. Or no, the oh, that, nipple piercing. The nipple piercing. Yeah, in nipple it. piercing. And we know like people are expecting that when they come, but yeah, it's we hard to keep, keep writing. Up, it. Right. Yeah. I'll probably kill myself, and that'll be how we do it. Right. We were gonna like hang me once, and right. Just there's a lot of, a lot of ground to cover, but yeah. Is, do you think Chris Pratt will ever come? I think it's possible. We've he's such a bu- he's literally the most busy guy. Like right. Throughout the whole time we started the show is when his career's picked up insanely. And I think he's only even been in town for maybe three shows at the time of the show where he wasn't somewhere shooting mm-hmm. or having an affair with Jennifer Lawrence. You heard it here first, <laughs> yeah. people. You heard it here first. Is that a true rumor? It's a rumor that I'm starting. Right oh, okay. Now, yeah. And uh, I'm going to say that. I hope oof. it's a rumor. Not because his wife seems like great, but Jennifer Lawrence is. A smoke show? Yeah, yeah, a smoke show. Let's not yeah. make this. Let's that not make this kind of show, Tweety. You have your football podcast for that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, on, that on that one, we talk about getting hand jobs from head coaches. Like, oh, oh gosh, yes. Okay. Well, what I was I got to listen to that. Yeah. What I was trying to say is that's great that you create this rumor. It's going to stir up more more buzz for Chris Pratt to show up, and he might be in a different mood than what you expect. Yeah, he yeah. might. I didn't. I never thought about that, but I rarely think about repercussions uh, <laughs> when I say things. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I think he will come one day, mm-hmm. Inle- in, if we don't quit before then. Right. And he reached out to you guys. He made a video, which was kind of funny, because he actually thought the premise of that show, I believe, was Shane was getting married. Right. Yeah. And so to I, lure yeah, Chris to, Pratt to in. lure Chris Pratt to be his best man. Yeah. Right. But 
I think Chris Pratt actually thought he was actually getting married, right? I don't think, I think he did in his video say, go watch it. We'll put it in the show notes along with Better Part of Me <laughs> and the links to Scrote One of Star Wars Parody <laughs> and Parts Awakens. Uh, you get both when you buy that. Okay. Uh, both books come in one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just ease that in there. Yeah. Um, it's very clean. He was kind of jokingly already in bed with his wife. The mm. show was based on that premise. I think he was just kidding and saying, mm. what was he going to say? Like, hey, I know the wedding was fake, uh, but congratulations. No, right. you would just say, right. congratulations on the wedding. Gotcha. It was like, if he got killed by a dinosaur in that show, it'd be like, sorry, you got killed by the dinosaur. We wouldn't be talking about, oh, did Chris Pratt actually think Shane got killed by a dinosaur? Right. right. And I'm here to tell you earlier today, unfortunately, we did lose Shane <laughs> to a dinosaur. Uh, a dinosaur attack. I literally happened, just so. talked to him. Oh, what Yeah, it was a little bummer. bit after that. Oh, I've seen him like after. two hours ago, or two yeah. days ago. Man. Yeah, That's you saw sad. two days. We're supposed yeah. to have a show tonight. Oh, well. Love you, buddy. Uh, Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So when you, because you write all kinds of different things, then because the Chris Pratt is just an insane thing. I mean, really, how to describe sure. it? And then you've written, you write parody. You write. Yeah, I love writing parody. Parody, which is I think hard, right? Because I think parody is the key to any like why anything's funny. If you think about it, because uh, any like comedic premise is just breaking a reality, which is all parody does except parody you don't need to explain you could uh go with really crazy premises without having to explain much like if r2d2 and c3po come in you don't need to start the sketch saying oh we're robots who do this yeah everybody needs to know that we're these robots so it makes it easier to jump into crazy places but every joke is just parody you have the luxury of not having to explain with exposition what's happening that makes sense and sketches like that on a smaller level it's the same kind of mechanic yeah if you're writing yeah if you're writing like a parody sketch then yeah but if you're writing an actual like sketch sketch that's just something that you came up with off your brain you probably have to do more it's still a like let's say it's just a doctor's office one you're basically doing the parody of a doctor's visit oh okay if you think about it with the same mechanics then you just say okay what is if you should use a stethoscope thing, if that's the correct word, mm-hmm. what's the funny thing he could use for that? Right. Yeah, oh, I've here. been doing it wrong. What I do is I, I got two and a half pages of this is the doctor's office. In here, people come <laughs> yeah, to get yeah, healthy. Yeah. You could cut some really – a lot of pages. <laughs> Tweety brings in six-page sketches, and everyone always says, just drop the first two. Start yeah. the middle. Yeah. You know. that's, a, that's a Jeremy note. That's, a, that's the Jeremy note. Jeremy. God, I've been doing it for a month now, dude. Mm. This guy's known me for over a year. And he over a me, year? Two years. He calls me Jeremy. Like, like I like that. Uh, and it's happened like <laughs> – dude, and it's happened, started happening like uh, maybe in the last six – four to six weeks. Yeah. I don't get and I it. don't know where it came from. Stop calling me fucking Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. I know, dude. <laughs> uh, strike it from the record. Edit it out, please. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I'm going to echo well, that. Too. Yeah. Echo <laughs> that. <laughs> Everyone cough right now. <laughs> 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 um, but no, so my question is, and then you write like the longest haiku, right? Yeah. So, which I'm assuming is just a poem at that point. It is a haiku. A haiku it fits, is a poem. It's a 90 page book. That uh, it has some pages that aren't the actual haiku, but about 70 pages of it are the haiku. It still is seven syllables, um, but I won't, I won't uh, spoil how I pull it off. Yeah. And it's not font sizes. Okay. So. There you go. 
Okay. And uh, so go buy it. That'll be in the show notes along with <laughs> Better Part of Me, uh, the other thing I said, but more importantly, Scrote won a Star Wars parody. Yeah. Or the Farts Awakens, you get both of those okay. uh, in one book. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so are they available at- in Kindle format? Kindle for $1.99. Oh, okay. And yeah. paperback, stunning paperback for nine ninety nine. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, what a deal. What about yeah. like a PDF? <laughs> a PDF, uh, go spend $2 for the Kindle. Uh, I guess if you don't have a Kindle thing, I can hook you up with a PDF. There you go. Cool. So email, uh, email will, your, your email will yeah. be in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Along yeah. with your phone. Uh, <laughs> better part of me. Uh, the other thing I said. <laughs> We're going to give I you all remember. your personal information, yeah. yes. your address. Yeah. Your so how, okay. <laughs> so yeah, your social. Um, how do you generate? So what is your way of generating ideas? Uh, you wake up and then you just like do stuff, <laughs> and then you think of that. Well, that makes that funny. Uh, yeah, it's like you're just constantly thinking about stuff, and then if you can't help but think of funny things, there's plenty of there's like a million ideas throughout the day that you don't even write down because they're awful or offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just like walk around. I I used to just sit down and like with my notebook, maybe even at IO. I love writing in bars. If I can get a notebook to like a chill bar and just mm-hmm. sip on a beer and write notes mm-hmm. or jokes that's it just activates my brain a lot um but pretty much just anything and you, there's dry spells i guess where sometimes i'm not thinking of anything but right there's always something i think i just have there's so much i want to do like even last night i was like oh i have an idea for uh, groundhog's day the show and this other screenplay i gotta write those but if i start writing those i have to not do for other things but they're things i really want to do yeah so okay so let's say that i were to say to you uh we have to have i hire you for a writing job and let's say i was listening right right right. and you you have to accept the job all these things are assumed um and i said you have to have 10 sketches by next friday they can't be things you've already written original ideas joe yeah it can't be plagiarized Mm -hmm. and we're paying you how do you come up with those ideas? What, what would what would you do to come up with ten sketches? Uh, I'd pro- if it's like that situation, I'd definitely just sit down and write them. Hmm. Like, just come up with them. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, the worst answer. You just come up with them. What yeah. do you mean? Uh, no, Tweety's trying to find a formula. Tweety wants to know. Okay, if I put myself in a bar with a notebook, no, I think that I'll if you ask a to... hundred people this question, yeah, and maybe be. you get ten great ideas, then it can be a battle someday when you have writer's block. You can step into these. You know, like people say, like put a list of of occupations on one side and a list of uh, emotions. emotions on the other yeah. side. You know. Like, that's a little bit, like, level kind of, like, sketch 101 stuff. But yeah. what are some more, like, advanced, cooler things you've never thought of that might be that, I guess? I'll, I'll go to, like, a, the basics of, like – so if I don't have a funny idea that I've been thinking about, like, oh, this alien thing, like – and I just have to come up with random ideas, I think, okay – Let's take things we know, like doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I could write a good doctor's office sketch. What What's interesting about that? What breaks the things of a doctor's office? You know, and then you just yeah. you could think of a bunch of bad ones that have already been done, and then you okay. think of maybe a good one that you're like, okay, the doctor is a woman, and that's really funny. <laughs> and no, edit that out, edit that out. No, it didn't get a big enough laugh. I'm getting, I'm echoing no. it. I'm echoing oh, it. So many laughs right now. But what if the, the doctor is like Mr. T? 
Oh, there you go. That's really funny already. So there yeah, you go. There you you go. just wrote comedy a built in. I actually I just had to write some sketches for these little figurines called Stickbots for their YouTube channel. They have a really awesome YouTube channel. So plug that. Put that in the show notes. Okay. Stickbots. Along with uh, Stinkbots. The better part of me. Stickbots. <laughs> Stickbots. <laughs> yeah. Stinkbots. Stickbots. Yeah. So they're these little like puppet figures that they want you to like make stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. I had to write some sketches for them, and the constraints were. You know, pretty. It was just like one has to use the accessories and the other one has to use the pet action figures. Right. So with something like that, that was a little difficult to like just come up with things out of nowhere that are funny. But yeah, I just th- I, with that it was actually a little bit easier because I just thought, well, I have to use one of these accessories. <laughs> so what's funny about the right. sword? Right. Right. Now, know? do you almost like a character sketch in a way? Not really, but uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, <laughs> but you have a thing. It's like, okay, if I if the, there's a sword, why just make a sketch that's like funny for something else, and then there's just a sword there? You know, like make what would make using the sword funny, right? And then you find out nothing, and then you do the what you were originally going to do, right? The other funny thing. So for all the people who, because uh, it sounds like you're getting paid to write, which is really rare. Uh, uh, barely was, yeah but um so where do you it's barely rare yeah. <laughs> that's called not rare Joe. yeah well we've had we've had successful people on here as well and we've also had uh, by successful i mean like people pay for their sketches and yeah. have you sold any sketches have you ever yeah like i was calculating it last year and i don't make a lot mm-hmm. period um but i was pretty happy with what i made just from straight up comedy writing or at least like in that that realm, that realm but yeah. it was not it's not enough to even like quit one of my jobs that was all like money on top like, right but it's somewhere it's a start right it's good yeah, yeah it's been really good and this year has started off really well with that type of stuff yeah um but it's really it's like i think a year ago or two years ago if you would asked me like oh in a year you'll be making you know x amount of your income on comedy writing someone will pay you even so little but they'll pay you for one of your sketches i'd be like yeah, bring it on, but yeah. that's success. But then right now, I'm just like, no, nah, it's like very, like on the, <laughs> right. the lowest, lowest yeah. rung. Um, but but it, I did build. I mean, it, next year will be more than this year, and the next year after that, and yeah, you're gonna sell. Um, I, what's your, I guess, as a as a writer or someone who writes a lot and does a lot of comedy, what's your end goal? Where do you want to end up being? You know, uh, you know, I just comedy writer. So if I'm writing books. TV shows, mm-hmm. that's comedy. I'm, you don't have a screenplay in your back yeah. pocket that you're, like, dying to get produced or made. Baby, I got ten. I need bigger <laughs> pockets. <laughs> I need bigger pockets. You show me the money, yeah. I'll throw you some scripts. Okay. Um, and I think that's important. Just keep writing stuff. Fuck the script in your back pocket or the sketch in your back pocket. Yeah. Like, I never hesitate to even use some of my old work. If someone pays, like, really low for a sketch or even, like, a pilot, they're like, well, we can only pay this. It's like... Well, fuck it. Bring it to them and see yeah. if it sells. I'll write another one. Like right. I don't have the one that's going to be. I you think, waste your time doing that. Yeah, I think people sometimes hold on to their ideas like too preciously. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're like, "Oh man, this is." And from everything that I've done, at least like the things I've written, the earlier ones are usually the shittiest because you're still trying to figure out like the format of this and like that. The idea might be great, but if you hold on to it for too long, you're just gonna. You know, you're just going to yeah. sink yourself in a sense. You know? And if you're worried about running out of ideas, go home. Like, <laughs> if that's your worry, you need, like, you'll always have ideas or you won't and you need to get out. Right. 
That's a very good lesson. Yeah. So take that with full-fledged grain of salt. Yeah, just keep writing, and then yeah. then it won't even matter. Yeah, yeah, the best advice I ever got on, on life, I think, is the, to learn to fail quickly. Mm-hmm. Who said that? Um, I, uh, Donald Trump. No, it was uh, – God. Uh, I actually read it in a book, so it's not like I was given. I wasn't given this advice like straight away. Like I read it in a book called Freakonomics. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay. Great uh, book. William P. Levitt, maybe is that his name? Those two guys, right? Yeah, yeah, but there's one of the main. The one guy is the other guy wouldn't like you saying that. So. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. It's it's that's how author feuds get started, Tweety. Yeah, yeah we've already started one with <laughs> yeah. Chris Pratt. Yeah, we've destroyed a marriage. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it is just like keep doing keep writing it doesn't matter what you write just mm-hmm. keep writing um, there's two two references i always pull and i don't know if i bring them up here i might have so if i have i apologize but have you ever read um the war of art by stephen pressfield Mm-mm. okay what about uh hulk screenwriting 101 have you ever read no. that okay these are two good books that apparently only i've read in this room and you keep saying garbage. let me borrow it I yeah think. you got to get it but it talks about like so the war of art is basically um, it's just Stephen Pressfield's talking about this one thing and the, the whole concept of the book it's around this term resistance which is just like whatever you use in your life whether it's shopping or eating or sex or gambling whatever crux you go to that forces you not to do the thing that you really want to do which is just like writing and, you, and one of the main things they talk about is just, just fucking write you just gotta write you just gotta constantly do it Every day, if you want to be a writer, you have to write. So how many? How often do you write? Do you write daily? Do you write? Yeah, it's kind of hard to say because I guess daily, but I also don't. There's always something happening mm-hmm. that you have to write for, I feel like, mm-hmm. um, at least with me. And sometimes, I like I was just talking to a friend whose uh, scripts he'll have me read, and I, he's written so many pilots in like the last six months. He's just been on a tear. I'm like, shit. I haven't written one in a few months, and then you ignore everything else you've right. done, and you just focus on that and one think thing. you're a big piece of shit yeah. <laughs> for not writing as much. And I do sometimes feel that way, like, oh, why am I not sitting down for, like, three hours and just writing? Right. But it's like uh, – and I want to increase that constantly, mm-hmm. and I feel like I sort of am. Um, but let's say I, like, were to write some sketches for a job that someone's paying me or some some jokes for something else. I don't even consider that the writing. Mm-hmm. I don't – think about that i think about the writing as like if i'm writing my own idea my screenplay gotcha this or that so uh i want to write more there's always something written yeah but it's like i should be more disciplined i want to i want to go back one little bit just because i don't i feel like we skipped over something that i want to ask and that's do you have it okay do you have an agent no so how do you um how do you go about making how can people make money writing sketches without an agent like what do you do is there like an actor's access for writing just look everywhere and uh, just have so many samples because I'm lucky that I just have written so much that I've gotten jobs like that. If I just had a sketch packet, I would not have gotten – I would have gotten one of the jobs that I've gotten hmm. out of oh, all of them. Great. So but, written like like you have pilots, you have specs, you have scripts, full scripts. You got sketches. You got books. You have so many different – Stories online. Yeah. I have, you know – little articles like just do you, do you, you, do you have like a blog or a website that you post yeah, to daily uh, or weekly not or? daily i've been releasing on my blog a uh, a story it's a detective story called riz raru in the case of the sticky fingers mm. 
And that I've been releasing a chapter every week. So it'll okay. probably be like 15,000 words or something by the time it's okay. done. Do you want to plug that? Uh, yeah, blog.joecabello.com or just joecabello.com will also link up... you there. Great. But it's very funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> There's more jokes than uh, coherent thoughts in it. So. Okay. I have great. a question. So when you're writing something like that to a blog, do you do you check yourself in before a sense, I wreck myself. Yeah, yes. before you really like, yeah. Do you do you say, hey, this is my blog. I'm gonna write what I want to write without any like self editing. Meaning, like you don't want to edit your creativity by taking things out that people might find offensive or they might not like. Do you write it just for your own purpose and post it, and whoever reads it reads it? Yeah, you know, I don't know what fall. I could write that would like straight up please anyone. Like, you know, it's just. Well, some people will, you know, they, they, there's a, there's a fear of offending people, which I think is kind of, as a comedian, like that's your job as a comedian is to walk that line yeah. of like, what's too much and what's, you know, not enough. But when you post this stuff specifically because it's a blog and it's your own thing, are you conscious of that? Or a bit, you... I mean, there's things I wouldn't, I wouldn't write about or wouldn't post about, but there's, those are probably also the things I wouldn't. Do, uh, do a stand-up set about or do a, or even post on facebook about and i kind of uh, treat offensive material as you know i'm i'm gonna be wrong mm-hmm. at one point i'm gonna make a joke that doesn't that offends somebody and maybe it offends everybody right oh well i know in my heart i'm not trying to offend anybody i'm not trying to be a bad person and i have to trust that and trust that the joke comes from the right place and if it doesn't that's why when people like they see, oh, this uh, SNL person had this joke. They're yeah. a monster. It's like, <laughs> they had one joke. Let's look at everything. Right, like, and that was such a good like, joke, chill too. Out. <laughs> yeah, they're usually just fine. Yeah. Uh, I think when you look at somebody maybe who's consistently, mm-hmm. you know, having that type of voice, mm-hmm. then you're talking about a bad person. Right. Versus someone who's just like... I have some spicy opinions and thoughts on things that I never talk about because it's not the place. It's not going to be funny. Right. Right. Um, and there's some jokes that you think about that are funny, but it's just like, no, mm-hmm. people aren't going to like that. So in that way I would edit it. But like, let's say this, uh, Riz Raru thing. I don't really edit too many jokes for being offensive. And there's some things in there. It's like, is it funny? Riz, what is right. it? Riz Raru. Riz Raru. Her name is Riz Raru. Oh, Detective is she the one story that... that he's posting on? He's creating a chapter every week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did, how did I miss this? Tweety, check the fuck out. This ha- I talked about this. You just right? talked about it. <laughs> I will edit that Welcome out. to my world. <laughs> I, I was listening so intently to everything that was going uh, on. Don't edit that. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> so that is a thing. It's in the show notes yeah, along with great. Better Part of Me, yeah. the other Riz thing. Riz Raru. Yeah, you'll find it easily on the right. blog, but it's very funny. Something like that, there's just a ton of jokes. Um and nothing too offensive, I wouldn't think. But do you have a, a Twitter that you write jokes for, or anything that outside of your blog that you're like? Yeah, I'll post doing daily? on Twitter. I love posting on Instagram mm-hmm. the most, but it's like ninety percent Star Wars jokes. Yes, I saw. That. Your <laughs> yes, I saw. That. Are you a huge Star Wars fan? Uh, yeah, I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. Oh man, <laughs> you wrote two. Yeah, I wrote two, two Star parody Wars books. parody yeah. books, so, so I think he's, um, he's the I'm fairly big. Um, Who's your favorite Star Wars character? Oh, I I really love the Emperor. Oh, cool. And uh, even more specifically, when he's Palpatine. Oh, Emperor Palpatine. Okay. Yeah, and so like Chancellor Palpatine. I think that's and because he, he changes a lot when he's he's Emperor. Right. Um, 
I think Revenge of the Sith is an incredible movie. It's awesome. A lot of people hate the original, yeah. or not the original trilogy, but the prequels. Yeah, the one, two, three. Revenge of the Sith is so good. Which number is that? That's the third one. The third one. Yeah. Okay. Is that? Do you really love it? It has awesome moments. It has some of the best fights. Oh, okay. Some of the most iconic fights. I really like the first one. I I don't know why. Episode one, Phantom Menace. I, I like that one too. I don't know why. It's okay. I. You know, I rewatched them pretty recently, yeah. and I, it's okay. But there's just some like that. I think the acting is one of the worst parts. I think with a different cast, right? One I just of those, like Darth Maul. Darth Maul. That dope, was my yeah. favorite fight scene. I think that made me enjoy the movie. Um, that double-edged uh, yeah. lightsaber. I think the best one is. Force Awakens. I love The Force Awakens. Oh, the I was one. just watching yeah, it the this morning. So. Oh, really? <laughs> Were yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. Wa- I I had I refused to watch Star Wars growing up because I watched the Ewoks when I was little and I liked them so much and then everybody made fun of me for liking the yeah. Ewoks. I was like, well, I'm never going to watch the rest of them then. You guys are all assholes. Peer and, pressure. And then two years ago, I decided to watch one through six. And um, I can honestly say I'm just not a fan. Mm. Okay. Interesting. The Force Awakens to me, not to get off on too much of a tangent. Let's make this a Star Wars thing. Was very similar to the original episode four. Yeah. Like the story followed kind of the same structure. They took the same meat and bones, you know. So it wasn't too like, it was a fun movie, but it was like, well, you're kind of cheating because you're using this formula. It's not cheating though, because I dare you to write, to just take the formula and write it. I'm not and, saying that the paradigm right. creates, you know, the goodness of it. I'm just saying that I would have expected maybe something outside of that. Yeah, I think that was the problem with the original, the prequel trilogy, though, mm-hmm. is that they don't mirror it as much or as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's because when you know you're going to make three movies, mm-hmm. things change. That's why the Marvel movies suck. Right. They know, like, oh, we're going to have a scene that this that plays out in 43 movies from now. Right. They all suck. Yeah. Suicide Squad <laughs> rocked. Anybody who hated on Suicide Squad's a loser. <laughs> that that is a thing though that um, that we can talk about, I guess, as writers is like evaluating. I, I used to when I when I first started getting into writing scripts for you know like like a pilot when I went to go I, write my own pilot, I read so many screenplays and then watched the movie and try to think of. You know, there's a lot of times there's great screenplays that the movies turn out shit, you know. So there's there's this weird thing as a writer to to create this. I don't know if it's an expectation, but, you know, you can if you sell a fucking script, that's great. Like, but it might not turn out the way you want it. You kind of lose all that power. Yeah. In the end. we don't and have any examples of that. screenwriters are nobody talks about them. It's yeah. not like you have the screenwriter of the movie on a late night talk show. Unless they're Matt Damon. You have the director. Right. Yeah, but they're where usually, they star in it. They're usually starring in it, yeah. or because they were actors, that's why it's Argo. You know, Kevin Smith. Yeah, what? He didn't he write everything? Oh, he, Kevin uh, Smith. He wrote all those movies. Oh, Clerks. What, Argo, Clerks, <laughs> R- Mallrats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah, but he, dire- the he directed. He directed and um, wrote them. Directed. It's the director who. Oh, the movie. I see. Yeah. What you're so if you're if you're like me, who I guess I would love to direct a movie that would be fun, but. I also don't see that as my where it's been my training. I'd be like, why are you choosing me? Just buy buy the movie from me. Oh, you'll pay me more if I direct too. I'll do it. <laughs> but uh, 
yeah, it's kind of like I might sell, you know, hundreds of scripts. That's no one sells hundreds of scripts. Right. <laughs> but I might sell that many and then fuck it, like go ruin them, whatever. I'll take my money. <laughs> no, you want them to be good. You don't right, actually right. you don't want them to be good. You just want them to make a lot of money. Right. I guess so. Yeah, cuz if, if they, they make, make a money, lot of money, you'll get hired again. Right. It doesn't matter if the that's critics... the that's the the thing though, right? Like But if, as an artist, do you want them to be what your vision was when you put pen yeah. to paper. But as a business major, right. yeah, that's you... where the business major comes in. <laughs> See, I'm Joe's like, getting pulled. Him. He's getting pulled between take business him. and art, business and art. Yeah. Well, but, but just take them. You know, it's like you can only control so much. And I'm actually a control freak. That's why it's hard for me to write with people or on sketch teams because mm-hmm. it's like I have a, a vision that I want to do only mm-hmm. uh, and kind of take the take I, it all in yeah just let me write it go dead and take it yeah screw it up if you want to that's the only time where i'm kind of more relinquishing that's yeah. why i like do uh, selling sketches and things like that because i hate producing stuff mm. i hate making videos and if i could sell you it and then you'll make it mm. and then i can use that to get another job that's why that's shane and you shane who does the pratt show in shorthand we call it the pratt show shane's a producing kind of person yeah i mean me and yeah, him work really great together a, a lot on a lot of things and he's the he wears the producer hat he loves that stuff i yeah, hate it he's I'm excellent like, i hate it too i, hate I, hate, it. I can't do it hate being on set while i'm <laughs> like unless i'm just like not doing anything yeah. other than acting but when it's my own work i'm just stressed out i hate mm-hmm. it i would just take my work and do whatever you want just mm-hmm. write me a big fat check yeah. <laughs> <laughs> businessman businessman yeah what's your uh least favorite thing about comedy writing then you can't say producing. Okay. Uh, least favorite thing. Hmm. Uh, mark this for the pause. <laughs> or strike it. Strike um, the record. So I say, I guess if it's just like, you know, me writing and not having to write with people, collaborating is again just hard. No one's going to want to work with me after this. No, right. I do enjoy, enjoy it. And I, I'll have people in the next section vouch for me, but uh, um, I don't know. I guess I love all of it. Yeah. Okay. I guess a true writer enjoys the highs and lows. I hate writing alone. I'm the opposite. Like, I, I, I I'm like the same way. I, I, hate, I like I writing. Like yeah, I like writing stuff like my idea at first, like because I'm like you. I want to be able to control the majority of what it is, but I love bringing it to people and having them help me you know, look at it from a different angle, which, yeah. which is kind of, I'm sure what you do too. Like, especially with some of these shows that you, what was the show that I, I did a show I acted in? It was the sketch show that you guys did. Uh, the play, the little play. Yeah. The little that play. One, yeah. Taking back Sunday. Taking it back was, Sunday. Uh, about emo music. Right. And you wrote that yourself? Wrote it with Fred Lay. Fred. Right. So I'm sure you guys had a, a rapport dynamic where you'd, you know, did you yeah. put that? Was that your thought child or was that friends? Uh, I came up with the idea and then the jokes, I'd say, were an easy 50 50. Cool. So I do like riffing with someone and joking or riffing with a room yeah. and uh, doing all that. But I guess it just, I'm, I'm such a wolf pack type of guy. Like I just need my close mm-hmm. people right. to write with that I like. And then... That's the trick, I think, is trying to find people because there's some people that I love to write with or will work with, get notes from, and there's other people that. Like our sensibilities don't mesh. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's a yeah. rhythm that you know you find with people, and that's why I have a, a best friend from back home. He's not a comedy writer or anything, but you know he's like, I'm sure if you gave him a script to write, he would write a very funny thing. Mm-hmm. But 
probably not the the best, but he's hilarious. And I know if he was just in a room, you know, the writer's room, he could pitch jokes that would just be fucking so funny. And it's like, you have those rhythms with some people who aren't even writers. And you're like, oh, yeah. I want to write with you. Yeah. Like, I've always wanted to write something with him. Right. And maybe it'll happen. Last time we had George on, George talked about that. Some of the people that he loved bringing his material to were just non-comedians. Yeah. It was like office workers or whatever. I can't remember now exactly who were family members. People that are really – and he knew, and even made mention of this, like, depending on what reaction he got from that person, he would know whether to dial things back or dial them up, which is a good kind of, like, litmus test for – I mean, in L.A., it's it's hard to perform in front of people who aren't comedians. Like, if you ever have that opportunity, it's great because it's a true test if your material is funny. Yeah, and they they like a lot more, but also, like, a lot of the things you think will work, they don't like. Right. They yeah. Don't like. I know exactly what you're saying. Sorry. No, no, no. I just verbally agreed. That's it. I added <laughs> That's nothing I think to the conversation. Uh, one thing I got kind of tired of, of I don't do as much live stage stuff as mm. i used to mm. uh just because it got kind of boring to do the shows for the same people all the time yeah and even though i mean there's nothing wrong with it if that's what you want to do and you're doing it for me i was like i'm getting nothing out of this like i don't think this is true anymore even though if you can make the same group of people laugh over and over that's still really great an accomplishment right. it's an accomplishment know, but it just didn't feel good for me and i knew i wasn't going to go you know on a house improv team or something and even right. then it's the same people yeah this how sketch teams you're you know it's the same it's just the writers of the other sketch teams right uh, and just having like a fun idea yeah it's 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 weird i think that at least for me writing sketch is it's the base of something that i want to use like i want to use the knowledge i get from being a good sketch writer to write good movies or a good tv show or it's like you still ha- learn the same fundamentals and you learn how to really just have the the discipline to write you know and like i think that's at least for some people might be hard you know as being a disciplined writer i had to do i had to like build that because i've been writing for a long time and i used to be like when i was like 20 to 23 i wrote a bunch of features and that's when i was really like very disciplined every day writing working on those i think because i kind of there was i was back in the bay area there's things to do but it was still like not like here where you could do a live show you could do this work on your distractions are less yeah Yeah. even like the work distractions here are are crazy Mm -hmm. you know you're like just emailing to book a show that you're doing takes a big chunk of your time Mm -hmm. um so i was just like really so focused and then i lost that focus for a long time and the way i got it back is i actually forced myself to blog Mm. uh with just whatever idea like every day every week i had to write a piece and they aren't very good they're not even on the internet anymore but i did that until like just writing felt like the right thing to do right and i had to like trick myself into doing it with this blog Mm mm-hmm uh, and I think I would sometimes just recap what the the movie form improv show I would do right. every week. So I knew, okay, I got to write that. And I would write it in a different way. Oh. Um, and then that kind of built some level of like, okay, you're always writing. Right, right, right. Right. That's I, my, one of my New Year's resolution was to write every day, no matter what it was. On You know, I have so many things that I want to write and so many things I want to you know, I'm I'm working on a a cartoon that I've had and a and a pilot and a spec on uh, for Family Guy and I had all these things and I was like, well, it's I sometimes get 
flustered because it's like fuck you're never going to finish any of this you kind of just got to pick one and just knock them down yeah it does help yeah uh, just to do that but it's so hard to being torn yeah for sure like i'd really like to i'm trying to animate squirt one the the beginning of it yeah we're using what and flash oh flash Flash and photoshop or animate it's called animate now which is a much better name than flash anyway right um that's crazy because then you have to teach yourself that right yeah, yeah so there's that level of it and uh so i'm drawing that and you that's said, like you ever tried toon boom no mm. i learned I'm how to look into that put yeah. that in the show notes yeah, yeah. put that in the show notes. show notes toon boom along with uh, uh better part of me <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I taught myself after effects before i was editing to edit uh cartoons i drew in photoshop and then animate them in After Effects, which mm. is a huge pain in the ass. I'm assuming there's got to be something else. But that was another rabbit hole I went down. I wrote this thing, and I was like, fuck, I want to animate it. I can't I can't find anyone. The thing about yeah. animators, no one – if you're good at animating, you usually have a job. Yeah, or you just do your own thing. Yeah. You'd rather write, yeah. you know, draw your own cartoons. Uh, cartoons. Or, right. That's how I feel with a lot of the stuff. Like, uh, just I don't want to wait to make anything like i don't want to wait for the script to get sold by somebody and probably not get sold or produced by this person like right so one script i had i was like oh, it's kind of i'm not ever going to make this it's an action comedy mm-hmm. so i started drawing a comic of it i'm mm-hmm. like no we're just going to get this thing out there yeah fuck it i'm not i don't want to be held back by something needing to be animated and me needing animators right do you post any of this stuff, any of your drawings on your blog? Or? Uh, on my Instagram, I'll post a lot of drawings. Oh, cool. So, uh, Joe underscore Cabello. There you go. Show notes. Show notes. Yeah. Uh, cool. Thanks, man. I think you got anything else you want to... No, do you want to jump into the sketch? Yeah, we're going to read uh, a sketch, a cold read uh, for you, and uh, you can tell us what you think. All right. All right, cool. Cool. All right, so I um, I wrote a uh, little bit different this week. We're going to read a, a character sketch that I wrote, a character monologue that I wrote uh, for for a class that Hal Rudnick teaches at UCB, and uh, it's a good, I think, a good sketch for Joe because it's got a lot of um, Star Wars jokes in it. Yeah, it's Star Wars. <laughs> uh, no, I just think he might appreciate it, and hopefully, he'll have some. You'll have some notes that you can uh, bump up for me. All right, we'll see. All right, let's see if we can do this. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, where's my... Oh, I don't even have stage directions on this because I wrote it. Uh, Bethlehem. <laughs> That's the where you're at? That's or where that? I'm at. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Psst. Psst. Hey. Yeah. Hey, you, Bethany. Want to hear a secret? You know how everyone's all excited about the news that this Jesus fellow rose from the dead last night? Well... It is a made-up story. You know, I live right next to Golgotha Hill, right? Well, the other night, I wake up, all this commotion. A bunch of guys with ropes and horses tugging at that big boulder blocking Jesus' tomb. Yeah, you bet your sweet sandals they got it open. Waltzed right in there, and the next thing I know, they're pulling a weekend at Bernie's, and Jesus is getting rolled out of there in a wheelchair. But but then, yeah, but then one of the horses got spooked, you know, on account of seeing Wheelchair Jesus and reared up, smacked Wheelchair Jesus' head clean off. Mm-hmm. Well, of course his head started rolling down the hill, Bethany. Gravity is real. 
So they take off after this head rolling, Jesus. Meanwhile, the Roman guards in charge of looking after the tomb are in an intense kissing competition with each other. So they aren't paying much attention. And then this head just keeps rolling and rolling, bouncing around like one of those deflated soccer balls African kids play with. You know, it's all lumpy and misshapen, completely unsymmetrical and wobbling in the air, hitting every rock and shrub in its path. Finally comes to a stop when it gets wedged in between two rocks. Dummy one and dummy two get down to it, you know, and they're breathing out of breath, crying because the head's off. Walk it up back the hill, which didn't make any sense. They could have just pushed the headless wheelchair Jesus down the hill. And now they're trying to figure out how to get this head back on. Dummy one is looking at the two pieces of this puzzle as if it's some complex math problem. Jesus head, then the headless wheelchair Jesus. Jesus head, headless wheelchair Jesus, until he gets a stroke of brilliance, jams a stick right down the pipe of the head and slams it on his body. So now we got Frankenstein wheelchair Jesus all patched up and they're pushing him down the hill. But Bethany, Bethany, you know as well as I do that hill ain't meant for wheelchairing. And Zeus strike me down if I'm lying. Frankenstein wheelchair Jesus head pop off again and goes for another Planko stroll down the hill. By this time, dummy two pushing the wheelchair is done. Just takes his hands off it and lets it go. Okay, so now we got floppy body Jesus. It's just tumbling down and it's picking up some serious speed. And it's just a ball of body at this point. So much it passes his head Jesus. And I'm serious, Bethany. I'm serious as body Jesus passes head Jesus. One of the arm flies out and the body ball and just gives Jesus the finger. No, you shit. Shut up. But the real miracle, Bethany, the thing I can't explain for the life of me, is as the body comes sliding to a stop right behind it, it's stick crammed in its head still Jesus. It comes flying in and perfectly sticks right back on the body Jesus. Correct orientation and everything. I don't know. I wish I knew what it all meant, but I don't know. What I do know, Bethany, is this, is that this Jesus fella didn't rise from no grave. Okay, no flash of light, no earthquake, no magic ghost squirting out of a tomb. That's all made up. This story, Bethany, this story is the truth. Well, after all that commotion, I knew I wouldn't make it back to sleep. So I followed jammed stick head wheelchair Jesus and his group of bandits over to Zedekiah's cave, watched them dig a grave and put Jesus in there. And when they weren't looking, I snuck over there and got me a little souvenir. James pulls out a head with a stick jammed in it. Shut up! No, you shut up! Shut your face right now! <sighs> Anyways, if you hear about the resurrection story, it's all a sham. Tell them James knows the real one and come by if they want proof. Okay, bye! Blackout. Oh, I did a clap. Thank you. Let me start with asking you, what did, what did you, when writing it, what did you think was funny about it? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's always a great my way to start off. <laughs> Uh, I think it's a uh, recounting of events that were funny that mm-hmm. could have been told by anyone. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason. It's not a character monologue. Okay. A cowboy could have said, or not a cow. Anybody that lived right. in Bethlehem at the time could right. say it because there's no opinion along with the funny things that are happening. It's just a story. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it could just be a normal dude who's like, hey, yeah, guys, For uh, sure. Jesus didn't. So. I think you're missing out on what would be 50% of the comedy. Is a character. Is a character's like opinion. The opinion of it. You know, it's like, because you don't think of those people (coughs) in Bethlehem. You Mm -hmm. know, people are like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Or in that time. So just doing the voice is enough. What would those people be like? Oh my God. And I knew, you know what? I fucked around with one of those apostles too. Mm -hmm. And those dudes are liars too. And it's like, then you put into that, that opinion in a joke. 
Gotcha. Versus just like, oh, then the head rolled down and this funny thing happened. So they're funny things, but you're almost like, why does where does the character fit in? Okay. You're like, you're crying. Jer- Jeremy, <laughs> you're crying. Jeremy. Uh, I'm no, crying because uh, I keep not. being called Jeremy. Uh, yeah. uh, so I think that's the thing, especially when I think of character, a character mm-hmm. monologue. Right. Or I'm watching one or listening to one. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's the character. It's actually the thing that they're talking about is usually the least important thing. For sure. It's what they what add they... on to. That's why you should, with any character, be able to write. Like, be it, if it's a good character and I listen to it once, mm-hmm. I could then go, okay, what's that character do in space? If they got abducted by aliens, how would they act? And you've just given me all the input that I could put in that situation. Mm-hmm. What, how would that character act in another situation? So it's not – so it has to be some personal – like, there has to be some some point of view for this, for yeah. this, this lady who saw it. More yeah. stuff about her. Yeah, what does she feel about it? Uh, and it's funny because, you know, that type of character, we do not think of them in, in that time. So it's like, what can you play off that? Like when a character like that is talking about gossip mm-hmm. in today's time, mm-hmm. you know, what's the gossip back then gotcha. that they would, you know, be about? What's catching a dick? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the character would talk about that. Like, oh, I'm going to catch a dick. Mm-hmm. Like, what is? What would they say? What character wouldn't that? talk about? Yeah, that? yeah. Uh, how would the, it be said? So, know? like you were talking about before, take something from like because the th- the thought of it was mapping a like a I don't know some like hot gossip mom at, in Bethlehem 30 A.D. Like, yeah, right. But, but it, yeah, it's like where is that really? Because the right. the story overtook it. Right, and it was there was funny stuff in there, and it's like fantastical. Mm-hmm. But if like if it was just going to be a, a story like that, then you make it one of the priests or apostles saying it, because mm-hmm. then that actually is a character thing, mm-hmm. you know, like that might be like funny. the head of a new church, yeah, being like, yeah. and then Jesus's head rolled down, yeah. and then you're yeah. like, well, this is wrong, like right. you, we must believe, yeah, uh, and that's still not a great character piece mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the priest one i'm gonna write it though okay um no but i think that's where most of the comedy is gonna come from it's like what how would that character talk about anything the opinion and everything would be is gossip to those women mm-hmm. so really it's like it could be the smallest thing mm-hmm. or you know something like that very cool it's, so i'm um, gonna see if i can uh, uh see if i can ask this to understand it better mm-hmm. so it's almost like the character game it's like the character didn't have a game to play in itself yeah so like anyone could have done that like i could have run like like he's saying i guess i could have done like a spaceship person or a space a spaceship you could have just been a normal could have just been me you could have been right right you you didn't need to talk in that voice for that character versus Mm -hmm. like if you did it with different like uh well i did opinions well, well, I did because I wanted it to be like a gossipy kind of person. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so there is there's an archetype there is that, there, but there's right. you know tons of gossipy types, and then they right, play sure. into certain roles because mm-hmm. that's why it's a character monologue mm-hmm. and just not. Let me tell you a funny story. Right, right, right. Uh, that's the the big difference. But cool. So what I can I add? So so I can add in things like, um, uh, what did I say? Like, um. Uh, 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 maybe like when, I, when I'm talking about these two dummies who are chasing after the Jesus head, be like, and I know dummy one, like he came over and X, Y, Z. I wonder if that's even overthinking of it because like what we want people to laugh at is this gossipy woman in Bethlehem. Right. So why add this 
fantastical fake story. Like, what do win- what does a soccer mom right now gossip about? Mm, other kids, about that. someone's so then, husband cheating on them. Right. Yeah. So then, what is that in Bethlehem? That's mm-hmm. going to be much more rewarding for the audience, and not having to think about like, oh, is the joke that this writer, this comedian thinks that Jesus did all the, you know, really died, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to think, like, oh, who's this character? Because I want to mm-hmm. care about what the character would think about everything based mm-hmm. off them talking about this one thing. Okay. Uh, so then it's so then it's not so the story script. at all. I don't think it's the story. Okay. The story so is maybe, funny, can... but I think it's more like, yeah, it's like, oh, you know where I saw Martha's husband? Mm-hmm. No, he was not praying. You know, he was doing something else. Could you follow? Could you follow the Jesus arc and do like Mary Magdalene stuff, like gossipy? Because yeah, he's fucking a whore. but I would do what we whore. really like, know to called, be right? true. That's not mean, right? Mm. I would do it based off what we really know to be true in the Bible. In the Bible, okay, and uh, and all that. So maybe he could. Oops, some think it's true. He could rise. From the dead, for sure. He should, because right. that's what people... Well, that'll put... See, the reason... That, and I was just about to ask you that. That's a good point, because how else do I establish I'm in Bethlehem at this time point when Jesus just died? You could if totally I, talk about right. that, but he doesn't need... His head doesn't need to roll off right. and then cover up him actually right. dying. The story doesn't thing. need to be that. Right? Yeah, it just needs to be the actual story. Okay. Um, and then she could have her own opinions on. Oh, that's what they he they say he rose from the dead. I mm-hmm. think he was just playing dead because he didn't want to hook up with Mary Magdalene again. Right, right, right. You know, like gotcha. whatever the but, jokes are. Right. Because uh, those are those are the jokes. You just want to give everybody the most obvious joke that, but surprise them with it. Could you could uh, could they have a catchphrase like? Um, always they should I, always. Have I, I bet I always have a catchphrase. I yeah. bet I bet he I bet they're catching dicks. That could be the catchphrase. Yeah. Or yeah, I think you know like that's a yeah. great catchphrase for any character. <laughs> but uh, it should be something very rooted in the time, especially if that's what you want to. Oh, be. Okay. Right. So fa- I bet they catching phalluses. He's a real Bethlehem motherfucker. Yeah, you know you something go. like great. that where you're just like oh that's yeah. you know it reminds us all of the place. So. So here's my next question, because I really like creating a fake story of how Jesus wasn't resurrected, but he was like this whole thing. Right now, do I write uh, aside from a character piece um, because there's no character here, like you're saying. But is there is there a way that you think I could turn this into a sketch, like take this idea that I still think is funny and that I want to like go down that path of telling the story of. Jesus's quote resurrection. Yeah, I think the way you start that sketch is you have somebody maybe lying down as Jesus. You have two guys next to him. They're like, "Yeah, any minute now, Jesus should resurrect, huh?" Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> when they're looking around, they're like, "It's, it's been, you know, it's been a year or wait, however long a time." He's like, right, right, right. "Fuck, we're gonna have to weekend up Bernie's with this shit." Gotcha. That'll be your first big laugh, guaranteed. Yeah. And then you just weekend of bernie's jesus mm-hmm. and then make all the things that when they get caught those are the iconic jesus moments at the so map weekend at bernie's so like jesus, that can almost know. be like a runner you could almost do like little 45 second vignettes where it's just like weekend at bernie's walking on water weekend at bernie's yeah it's like they think he's walking on water but it's because someone's it's underneath holding, him holding him, him up. up like and then you've like it, that's a really satisfying. Like, oh, all the legends were true, but they were true in this way. Right. I think that's uh, really fun to do with historical right things. So, like turning fish into mini fish, he could just have a guy behind him 
like you know like a curtain with a cart of fish already there yeah maybe something and it, right. even better if it can be something that they inadvertently are trying to cover up that like, he's not mm-hmm. dead mm-hmm. is what confuse him it. with these fish yeah, yeah and yeah. then yeah exactly or the right. smell is he's gonna smell like dead bodies grab this if you yeah, dump this fish, fish people right. think it's the fish and they're like oh my god he just turned it into right you right. know because he's that's... doing these miracles even after death like yeah, he must be alive. They think he's yeah. alive because right. the way these guys are, are right. going. It's almost like they're puppet-eating him. And, uh, yeah, it's yeah. exactly Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, gotcha. That's exactly what you do. And I think if you're going to have like a story told that's wrong, mm-hmm. um, the we need to know why the person's lying about it okay. and all that. Because I love uh, – narrators that are you know false narrators mm-hmm. that's those are my favorite stories to write like i have uh on the kresnik files one of my short story things there's a recounting of a guy who grabs a a rattlesnake with his bare hands and then doesn't know what to do with it and he's on a camping trip mm-hmm. and as it goes on you really learn that he's not liked by everybody they hate him uh, this is the second time he's done it, and all that information is unfolding. Mm-hmm. And it, but there, it's unfolding through his lies, and you could tell he's lying to make himself sound cool in this thing. So we want to see, like, if that's the story, like m- that somebody tells, they don't want Jesus to be look good or seem alive, right? Mm-hmm. So why not? And you make that like, hey, I'm going to tell you about Jesus. I know some people say like he humiliated me on the basketball court. That's why I'm saying this, but no, mm-hmm. he. Did not really die, and then you layer information on gotcha. that overall. So this can still be, yeah, a thing if she has some personal vendetta against. Maybe, maybe I make this lady Mary's sister, and be like Mary gets all the attention. Like, yeah, well, uh, I'll tell you about her husband. Yeah, and then, then it you see why she would make right, and why you she make personalizes crazy, this. Yeah. Right, right. Um, cool. All right, great. All right, Joe, get the fuck out of here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, man. That's great. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it was great. Um, uh, I think uh, I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, yeah. What about the Eric uh, Boss yeah. one? Um, we're gonna uh, read ISIS. We're gonna do that. Yeah, separately. We're gonna do it after this episode's finished. Yeah, and then we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that separate, and that'll be on a different episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, so don't worry. We're not technically done. We're just saying we're done for the sake yeah. of of this. This is a lot right. of fancy magic work no, we do yeah, behind yeah, here, yeah, Joe. Right. And I'm gonna leave this in just so people know that we're uh, strike this from the transparent record. with yeah. what we do. Hey, we're clear. We're free and clear and under control. Yeah. Um, Joe's plugged enough for one person. Yeah. Um, do you want to plug anything else, Joe? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just check out my blog. Uh, or just check out com and my Instagram and stuff. I love just writing stuff and making people laugh. And I think some of the stuff does that. You don't have to buy any of my stuff. Mm-hmm. I would rather, there's tons of free stuff you could go read. And mm-hmm. I'd like to, for you to do that. Check but, out the Pratt show. When, what day yeah, is that? Check it. it's February 27th at iOS at 9 p.m. is our right. next show. I'll be in there. Okay. Um, yeah. It's... I've never been invited to do it. So, <laughs> well, uh, you have to be funny. We're tight cast. <laughs> Very small cast. So. Yeah, Very yeah. small cast of, of 30 people. people. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's about it. Um, I'm going to think that there's something else that I wish I would have plugged. But uh, yeah, like just a... Riz Raru. I'd really love it if you checked out Riz Raru. I think it's you get really... one. You get one plug for one thing. Every other one, we're going to come in and bleep, bleep out. out. <laughs> so... What if I pay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We're, yeah. We'll succumb to the, to um, the money. I was going to ask you something about it, but it doesn't matter. All right, cool. Um, follow us on uh, Foopod, F-O-O-W-P-O-D, at Twitter, at Foopod. That's it. 
That's really all we do. We're getting a Reddit together. What we're going to yeah. start doing future episodes, we're going to start pitching uh, ideas. We're going to put a prompt out on Reddit, and then you guys can write something, send it in, and we're going to have our guest actually read those sketches um, and talk about it. Yeah. So one of your sketches could be read on our podcast. And Bye. if you want me to give notes on your sketch, uh, email them to me. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Anything yeah. else? Dad jeans uh, for me, second... Second Sunday of the month, we have a show. Well, it won't be before we get this episode out, so never yeah, mind. Oh, no, it won't be. Yeah, it's, it's a Sunday. Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Um, but uh, check us out. Yeah. And uh, Ms. Smith, uh, third Sunday of every month at I.O. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, we got to do our, our signature. We don't have a sign-off, so we ask our guest, how do we sign this episode off? If you're going to go big, go home. Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.